morning everyone, I'm Johannes Willyfield, I'm an attorney here at Van Velde and Duffy Attorneys, with me is Albert Richter, he's also an attorney and the head of our family law department. So we are discussing an email today which we received about the matrimonial property regimes, you know, the big old in or out of community of um, property thing. Of course, that's why I have Elmer here um, and myself, I'm a notary, so I draft the anti-nuptial contracts every now and then. Um, so the email that we got says, hi, my boyfriend and I recently got engaged. They started planning a wedding. Parents say that if you um, don't marry in community of property, it's not for love. And the broker says that it's a bad idea to get married in community of property. So she's asking, um, was there, I was hoping you could provide us with some advice about what the consequences of these mental regimes are and which one we should choose firstly. And then she's also saying, um, we heard that you can get married with the accrual system, but aren't sure what it means. Is it some sort of halfway between in and out of community or property? And the email has ended very nicely with sincerity. Um, so they're anonymous, let's see if we can help you. Um, the way I always used to explain to my clients is that in the most simplest form you get in and out of community of property. In community of property, I mean, there's, there's one joint estate I always tell my clients. I cannot say this bank account is yours, this bank account is yours. Even if you have the, the husband who has received only his salary in one bank account for his whole life. If you are married in community of property, that is not his bank account. It's, it's everyone. So there's, there's one joint estate and it's inadvisable. And you share everything, even the assets or debts that you had before getting married. Exactly. Once you get married in community of property, everything that you had before your marriage, you now share with this new spouse. Everything that you will build in this marriage, you also share with the spouse. 50-50, equal share. Yeah, that's often where the argument for love comes in because why wouldn't you want to share in everything yes. you claim to be in love so yeah there is some uh, I mean, truth to that but with, yeah. with the accrual system i believe you can counter that argument or get the exact same thing you always sh also share in, in well most of everything you can agree what you share on but then um, the out of community of property effectively there's no joint estate that's all that it is yeah. you you stay separate. Um, myself and Elmery, we have separate estates now. If we, for example, <laughs> were to get married out of community or property, nothing would change effectively. What's mine is yeah. mine. Whether I get it um, during the marriage or after the marriage, um, it's mine. Or during the marriage or before the marriage, it stays mine. Except now with the accrual claim, but but we will we will get to that. Right, Elmery, yes. that I that I got That's that right. And there's a lot of protection in getting married out of community or property because you stay this individual um in a in a legal sense you know there's protection from creditors and you can continue to contract the way you please when let's take in community of property then you always need your spouse's consent you cannot buy a car a house or enter into any agreement without the spouse's consent wherein if you get married out of community of property you stay an individual like I said, in the legal sense. And you can then contract the way you please. Everything you own belongs to you solely. And that's how you, you, you carry on with your life. I just think that we should focus on the accrual a bit. Because I noted that people do not really understand the accrual system. Now, the accrual system is set in place to, to keep you um, married out of community of property. So I think that's our first focus when you get married with the accrual, you're still married out of community of property. But there's a, the accrual is a sharing format, I want to call it, that only comes to play at a divorce or when one of the spouses passes away. 
Yeah, so I don't, want, I don't think you. I think you should go into a bit more detail with the accrual. Maybe explain to everyone how's, yeah. what's your opinion in respect of the okay. accrual as well. So the the accrual, in my opinion, is aimed at giving the same benefit that you would have with the community of property, so that you can share in the growth of the estate. So accrual basically means the growth of your estate. What was your accrual during during the marriage? So that's important. So as Almiri said, whether the marriage ends by way of death or divorce. That is only when the accrual becomes effective. Until then, you just made it out of community. Yes. So accrual means a calculation will have to be made once the marriage is at the stage of being dissolved. You calculate your growth and then um, the party who's a state at the, the smallest growth or the smallest accrual then, he is entitled to the accrual claim. What is the value of the accrual claim? It's 50% of the amount by which the other party's estate grew more during the marriage. So by way of an example, and let's stick to me and Almeri getting married hypothetically, we both have nothing, so we have zero when we enter into the marriage. Now, um, a year from now, Almeri has two million uh, rand, whether that is in cars, assets, anything, um, and I have a million rand. So her estate grew more during the marriage, um, and it grew more by a million rand. So 50% of that is 500,000, now I have the approved claim for 500,000. Once I have that in my name, I now am on 1.5 and she's on 1.5. So that's what I said, it, it aims at giving you the same benefit. Leaving the parties on equal footing. Yes. Um, I, I just want to mention here, before we get into the exclusions and the, the commencement value of, an, of the accrual, the accrual is not an asset share. It's a value share. Exactly. So we determine only the value of the growth so let's say for example we are married and when at the time of the dissolution of our marriage be it death or divorce neither one of our states has shown any growth so for example i'm on two million you are on two million then we walk out with our own two million there's no share in any asset I cannot say, but no, I, I have a 50% share in respect of the house and you have a 50% share in respect of my car. There's no such sharing. It's only, you only share if there's a growth. So if Giannis' estate has grown more than mine, we share in the difference of the growth. And then, like I said, we share in the value. For example, a 500,000 or, or whatever the case may be. We do not share in an asset. The okay. asset remains the, the asset of the party. And that the crux there is because the parties are still married out of community. I, mean, I want to jump onto this point. And it's an important distinction that you're mentioning. Because as you said, if we both on 2 million um, at the end of our marriage, parties are... Well, individuals are under the misconception that we married with the accrual, so um, I must share in my estate, so you get 50% of my property and I get 50%, I still have 2 million. That's not the case, no. then you're back to no. in-community of property. Yes. So even though I said it's to give you the same benefit, um, it's, it's a monetary value. Yeah, so if you have will, 2 million, I have to be, be keep it separate. Yes. I agree. That's there important will only be a benefit if there's a growth. If there's no growth, no benefit. That's, that's important. So please remember that, Almeri, <laughs> then you mentioned on the, the beginning value. So that's another yes. important aspect. I mentioned in my example, she ends on two million, I end on a million. But now, um, in my antinatural contract, you're now three states. But at date of um, concluding the marriage, Almeri already had 1.5 million. I still had nothing. Now, a year from now, same example, she has two million, I have a million. So even though my estate is smaller than hers, my accrual during the marriage was actually more than hers. So now I would need to pay her, well, she will have the accrual claim. 
So 50% of that would now go back to L money. So it, it isn't always going to be that you walk out with exactly the same uh, values at the end of the day. It depends on what was your beginning values. For, for most of my younger clients, I would say just make your beginning beginning value zero. And the effect of that would be that you, you share in everything. If you don't have any assets. Yeah, any, any substantial assets. Yes. Of course, if, it's your, if you are now 40 or 50 and you have, you know, went through life, mm. you've gained assets, of course, um, add your beginning values. If you are a younger client, of course, welcome to do that. Um, but it often, I can see the, there's someone certain B and, and, and yeah. the clients are sort of, I don't want to mention my car now because I feel my uh, potential spouse is going to think, oh, I don't want him to get anything. Yeah. So it's once again that issue of love or not love. So do, um, normally both parties have a car or both parties have some sort of asset. So there's not really a bigger difference so if you mention your if i mention my beginning value as a million and almary mentions her beginning value as a million the effect is zero so then it's not necessary yeah. to say but um you know what does my million consist of if we have the same million it doesn't matter we can then make it zero or make it a million um the next thing almary i'm not sure if you want to yeah you can yeah. exclude specific assets as well so if you for example are the beneficiary of a family trust you can specify in your anti-natural contract when the time comes to calculate my accrual claim, any benefit that I have derived from my family trust must automatically be excluded. So it still forms part of your estate, but for purposes of this calculation, it is not included in, in, as part of the growth of your value. There are certain things which are automatically excluded in terms of the act, like anything that you inherit, yes. um, any donations that is made to you, for example, and certain damages claims as well yep. um, as, yep. as, as, as are excluded. Um, Elmery, am I missing anything? No, I think that that's the, the most important thing, things that you've mentioned. Um, I know that the accrual can sometimes be quite a difficult thing to understand. And I think a lot of it is because people have different interpretations of the accrual. But I think the main thing that, that I want the listeners to, to get from this discussion is actually that the accrual is still a marriage out of community of property. And there's only a share if there is a growth or if one of the parties, a state has shown any growth. And um, I, want to, I want to just mention it a bit because um, the, the client who sent this email actually touched on it in the email saying that, you know, you have to get married for love. Getting an anti-natural contract is not a good idea, then you don't really love the person. And I, I really wholeheartedly disagree with that. I, I do not agree with that at all. I think, yes, we definitely get married for love. Um, but you do not enter into a business or whatever without having a contract because you need protection. And that is exactly what we do with an anti-natural contract. And we do not necessarily protect one another from the other spouse. You know, you don't protect yourself against the spouse. I don't know how to phrase yeah, it. So but I would say you, you're saying that when you decide to get married, you already agree that you love one another. Then yes. thereafter you decide, okay, we've agreed getting married. Now let's talk about how are we going let, to govern let, our matrimonial yeah, affairs. Exactly. Um, it doesn't mean we don't love each other. No. If you if you say I don't love you but at least I'm gonna get married with an anti nuptial contract, then you yeah, then with, a whole, with a whole other issue. So <laughs> let's not get into that. An, an anti-natural contract also protects clients from predators and, and exactly. it's not only protecting yourself when and if you get divorced, you know, because when people get married, they don't want to think about a divorce. And I just want to mention that getting an anti-natural contract is not preparing for a divorce. Um, it, you, you are preparing for whenever a marriage dissolves, a death as well. 
So um, that's important because your marital regime also forms part and, and plays a major role when you pass away and with the winding up of yeah, the the, the, the death aspect it is important because like, I'm not sure if everyone knows it, but your executive's remuneration is, for example, 3.5% on the value of your estate. Now, if you marry the income community of property, the husband passes away, um, I need to report the deceased estate to the master of the ICO. I am going to report everything. Once again, if you have a bank account and only one spouse's salary has been paid into that, that gets reported as well, um, even though that partner is, or spouse is still alive. And your executor is saying, thank you, I'm taking my 3.5% on that. And if your executor is registered for that, he's taking that on the 3.5% as well. It's not included. So it's it's more expensive than to administer your deceased estate. Um, you don't pay estate duty on that, but yeah, let's not go into too much debt yeah. for that. We touch on the creditors as well, 100%. I mean, we married in community of property. Now I do something um, and, and it doesn't work. There's a, and I don't, you know, COVID is a good example. It happened and my business venture unfortunately fails. Now the creditors wants to attach my assets. I cannot say only this is my assets because we have one joint estate. So from a legal point of view, they must attach, attach the whole estate. So they're going to attach that bank account when you have yeah. always received your salary. So that's also something to, to keep in mind. It's not just preparing for a divorce. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Amri, we, we didn't answer the question of what which one should we choose? Uh, what's your preference when it comes to in out of community with out there pool? My advice is definitely to get married out of community of property. The choice of getting married out of community of property with or without the accrual depends on the parties and I think both are fine. If you get married young and you don't have a lot of assets and you really do want to share if you, you are planning to build an estate, then I would advise get married with the accrual system. If you are already well um, set in your ways, you know you've you have a lot of assets, you've built a big estate, then I would advise get married out of community of property without the approval system. But most definitely, I will never advise anyone to get married in community of property. The risk is just too high. It's it's it doesn't give enough protection. People must get married out of community of property. I I agree. Um, when clients ask me the same question, uh, remember. If you don't have an anti-nuptial contract, it's automatically deemed in community of yes. property. So whenever yep. clients come to see me for an anti-nuptial contract and they ask my opinion, my advice is the same. You you here, so it means you want to get out of community of property, I'm happy. Uh, yep. Whether you may, whether or not you include the accrual system or not, I'll explain to you how it works, but then that's your decision. Um, yep. I, I agree that if it is, uh, you know, clients with a substantial uh, estate already, then you will have to consider just getting married out of uh, community property without the accrual. So that it's not it's not necessary for calculations and anything yeah. like that. The spouses do not need to share. They've already built up their own respective uh, states. Um, so yeah, with that with that regard, I I agree. Another thing that I got asked the other day, I mean, I think it's it, it was a client that wanted to. Well, they were um, busy talking about the divorce. They lost their anti-nuptial contract. Um, now, yes. I know as a notary, I'm supposed to keep a copy of the original minute in, in my protocol, but that's not the registered anti-nuptial contract. So, um, of course, I said, well, go to the deeds office. They must have a copy. I'm not sure you practically deal yes. with this. Uh, I, I do. I hope I'm right. So, oftentimes, people do lose their um, anti the original anti-nuptial contract. And what we usually do is we request a copy, but a copy for judicial purposes 
from the deeds office. So they don't issue a, a new original where the parties have to pay for it or whatever. They issue a, a copy, but it's it's um, used for judicial purposes. So it's a specific stamp on the copy and the court is then um, willing to accept okay. that copy. So we, we can proceed with that copy, but the copy is issued by the deeds office. Oftentimes, if people just want it for information purposes, they don't want to use it in court or for any official documents, then you can also get a windy copy, you know, on, on the windy system, you can you can get a copy of your anti-natural contract. But like I said, that's only for information purposes. You cannot use it for any official purposes. Yeah, I think what, what maybe what we didn't mention is your anti-natural contract gets registered in the deeds office, and that's why you can get a yep. copy there. So they scan it, they save it on file, and it is registered against your name. Remember, it, it affects creditors. So it becomes a public document. That's why it's yeah. registered there. So if you go to APSA and apply for credit and say, but I'm married out of community or property, they get, they're going to want to see your anti-nuptial contract. And if they do a credit search, they can also pick up that it is registered in the Pretoria Deeds Office, for example. Um, yeah. And um, if you if you mentioned you had a beginning value of a million rand or whatever, it will show up in your anti-nuptial yeah. contract, except if you decided to do it in a in a different document. But yeah, once again, let me let me not get into that. Um, oh, and, I, and I just I just want to mention, um, you can also change your marital regime. If you are not happy with the marital regime or you were misinformed or you actually thought you get, got married out of community of property but you didn't or whatever the case might be if there's good enough reason you can actually bring a, an application in the high court with the assistance of an attorney to then actually change your marital regime let's for example from in community of property to out of community of property it's quite a process to follow but that remedy is available to the listeners who got married with a marital regime that they do not really think is applicable in this but it's obviously it's much more expensive. Right? Yeah, it is quite a costly yeah. exercise. So the best is to get married with the correct regime from, from the, the onset. From the but to yeah. our listeners who's already married, but they actually do want to change the regime, there is that remedy available. I also just want to make mention of customary marriages. Customary marriages are recognized marriages. It's legal marriages in, in, in South Africa. And um, people are often a bit misinformed. Um, you also need an anti-natural contract if you are customarily married and want marriage out of community of property. If you don't have a contract with a customary marriage, you are also automatically married in community of property. So when you start the negotiations with the family, when you start to, you know, when you approach your bride, tell you want to get married and you start the negotiations with the family, that's the best point to actually also go and see an attorney to get your anti-natural contract. Because we, we, we must remember that an anti-natural contract must be signed before the marriage is concluded and that this is quite important with the customary marriages as well so i want to i want to jump onto this stuff because i agree and i've seen a lot of um not unhappy clients but disappointed clients they yes. come and see me for an yeah. natural contract because they've, they've complied with all their customs now they just want to go and register the marriage three four years later yeah. Um, and before they register at home affairs they quickly want to get their anti-natural yes. contract and i then need to be the bearer of bad news to say but Unfortunately, there is the recognition of customary marriages act and as the name clearly says it gives recognition to your customary marriage. So the moment you've complied with your customs, you are married, you are married. and it's given full recognition. It's in community of property. The yeah. fact that you have not yet registered doesn't render the marriage invalid. No. And then I specifically scroll to the section because clients don't believe me and it says that failure to register is not an invalidity. It doesn't no. invalidate. Yeah. It's not a validity requirement. So Yes, that's good advice. Please keep that in mind. There's case law that says 
Um, if you if you only have agreed on your Libola and you have not yet paid it, it can also be deemed a valid customary merit. So it's important yeah. with, with what you said. When you start with the negotiations, go and see your attorney already yeah. and draft and sign your antenatural contract, then you know all is well and you can you can continue and be married out of community or property. Because the customs differ, you yeah. know, um, and each family deals with a customary marriage in a different manner. And that's why it's always best when you decide you want to get married before the negotiations or when you start the negotiations to go see an attorney. Yeah. Um, yeah I think to conclude, Almeri, I think we touched on everything. Our mm -hmm. advice, get married out of community or property. And if you um, want to share the assets, of course, the approved system is there. And if you want to maybe uh, discuss it a bit more with your attorneys, you're yes. welcome to make an appointment. Um, no, that's it from my side. Yeah, please send us more questions if you have any and like and subscribe our page. Thank you.